In 2004, pop music as we knew it was changing, and the days of the teeny bopper boy bands were long gone, while rappers and R&B singers were in. In this boom came the genre of crunk and B, and their appointed princess was none other than Miss Sierra. When Cece came onto the scene with goodies, she made a splash that not many other artists have been able to do when they first come out. She went on to give us many more top hits from this album, but most importantly, this album signifies the beginning of her amazing career. So it's time to do the one-two step and give up some of those goodies because we're about to dive into Sierra's debut record, Goodies. I'm here to welcome you all to Planet 2000s, a place where we celebrate pop music's most iconic moments from the most iconic decade in pop music history. Let's dive in. Hey everybody, it's your boy Michael Kadosh and I am back. Thank you guys for the warm welcome. I missed this. I missed the podcasting world. I took a little bit of a break. Just, you know, I took a long needed vacation. I started a new job a couple of months ago. So I've just been working, you know, double time doing the podcast, working the job. And I needed to take a little bit of time for myself. So I had a little bit of a break, but I'm back and I am better than ever. And what better way to celebrate being back than with an R&B icon, an R&B queen. And that's who we're going to be covering today, Miss Sierra. So let's get into it. Goodies. It was the debut album by R&B singer Sierra, and it was released on September 28, 2004 on LaFace Records and Jazzy Faye's Show Enough Records. When Sierra was a teenager, she was in a girl group. It didn't work out. And when it didn't work out, she set her sights on a solo career. She earned herself a publishing deal and even had some writing credits on songs for artists like Maya and Fantasia. It was then that Sierra met Jazzy Faye, and he saw the magic in her songwriting, vocal, and performance ability. I sat down and asked myself, what do I want to do with life? And what course am I going to take? Am I going to be, I definitely want to become an entrepreneur. But I was like, that's not really something I'm completely enthused about or that I know I just want to do only. So then I said, I want to do music. And the reason why is because I was doing modeling at the time. I was doing dancing. And I was like, okay, got that. And then I was singing along with the radio. And I say, I got something here. I think I do. I think I have a unique sound, so why not become an entertainer? Like somebody, I used to watch Janet all the time. I used to, I used to watch Michael. I'm like, I would love doing that. I think that's something I could do. Now, Jazzy Faye had started gaining momentum as a songwriter, writing for artists like Lisa Left Eye Lopez, May She Rest in Peace, T.I., and Ludacris. He launched his record label, Show Enough Records, and discovered the lovely and talented Sierra. And he introduced CC to L.A. Reid. And once those two were introduced, Sierra was signed to LaFace Records and work on the album began. The album came at a time when crunk music was on the rise and songs like Yeah by Usher and Freak Leak by Petey Pablo were becoming some of the most popular songs on the radio. So Jazzy Faye wanted to transition the genre into a female voice. Sierra was going to be the one the gonna be the lady, might I say, who was chosen to bring that genre to life. And with this record, Sierra was held as both the princess and the first lady of Crunk and Beat. The way I was introduced into the industry was, I started out in a group. The group was called Hearsay. After I had signed my first publishing deal, um, I was introduced to Jazzy Faye. And my first five days working together was crazy. We did five solid records. I was writing with them, and I was also writing with another guy named Jonte Austin. He's written records for Aaliyah, um, Tony Braxton. The chemistry was crazy. I, they ended up setting up a meeting with Mr. L.A. Reed over at Hitco Studios. The second meeting that I had with Mr. L.A. was signing the paper, so. Sierra worked with some of hip-hop and R&B's top producers at the time, such as Lil Jon, R. Kelly, even though, you know, he may be disgraced now. But at the time, you guys, people love 
of Dark Kelly still, Drain Vidal, Bangladesh, Sean Garrett, and a then-unknown Carrie Hilson. Aside from Crunk and B, the album includes elements of dance music, pop, R&B, and hip-hop. Mix all that together, and boom, you have Crunk and B. The funny thing about Sierra earning the title as the Princess of Crunk and B is that when she first heard a little John demo that was pitched to her with the sound, she initially hated it. However, she decided to use the song and its sound to go against the grain and deliver lyrics in contrast to female promiscuity lines that were delivered by fellow female artists, and that's how we got goodies. Was the first lady to do a Crunk and B record, and Crunk and B is basically when you take um, crunk music as far as the beat and you mix it up with a little R&B. So you're singing over the crunk music. You're used to hearing crunk going, huh, we crunk in the club. And it's real wow, real rowdy. But uh, we changed it up a little bit. So that's how you make crunk and be. When asked about the themes of the album, Sierra said that it's about everybody. You'll have songs with different emotions. Happy, sad, my heart is broken, what everybody goes through. I used to remember going to interviews going, please don't call me the crunk and be princess because it wasn't the only sound that I did. However, I was really proud to be a part of the new movement and the new sound that was really created by Lil Jon. Um, you know, it was having those bass heavy records that kind of a little bit more hip hop leaning, but when you kind of mix it with the pop and the R&B melodies, and it created a really unique sound that we called Crunk and B. What Lil Jon did was historic for music because he came in with a fresh sound and he went against the grain of what traditional pop was at that time period. And I was the first girl to do it. And so I was really proud of that um, and will forever be proud of it. The album was a mostly R&B album with some bops and bangers and some more emotional moments making for quite the stellar debut. There were four singles that were released from the album, Goodies, One Two Step, Oh, and And I. And I think it's time we get into them. I'm very excited to tell you guys about this new company that I've been working with. In our COVID times, you know that small businesses are booming right now, and this small business is one that I can ride or die for. Jaden Collections Boutique. Jaden Collections Boutique has everything from fun accessories like jewelry, bracelets, and masks to keep yourselves protected from COVID, to personalized crewnecks and t-shirts and other different clothing items. Small business mama that is making it happen for herself. If you guys go on her Instagram, at Jaden Collections Boutique, you can take a look at all the fun things that she has to offer and also the link to her website. If you guys decide to purchase a little something, make sure to enter the code PLANET2000s in the checkout in order to get 20% off of your order. That is PLANET2000s to get 20% off of your order at Jaden Collections Boutique on Instagram. We love to help out a small business and we love to see them thrive at Jaden Collections Boutique. Back to the pod. Goodies is the debut single by Sierra. It was released on June 8, 2004, and it was co-written by Sierra, Sean Garrett, Lil Jon, who also produced the song, LaMarquise Jefferson, Craig Love, and Zachary Wallace. Damn, that's a lot of writers. <laughs> but hey, it's a fantastic song, so I guess it is what it is. Who am I to question the creative process, darling? The song features Petey Pablo and was intended to be the female answer song to his hit, Freak Leak, which was a hit earlier that year. My single is called Goodies. It's produced by Little John. It's a song that I co-wrote with him. It's co-wrote as well. And um, basically, it's it's a female empowerment record, and it talks about things I think, um, a situation that I think all women go through, like when you're at a party or at a club or you're at the mall, wherever it may be, and a guy pulls up in the Benz or Bentley or Rolls Royce, and he's got the bling bling and stuff. And then my whole message is that it's not about that. Like, just because you have those things doesn't mean that I'm going to leave with you doesn't mean I'm going to give you my number, and it doesn't mean that you necessarily have a chance. So that's what that's about. 
The song is about a woman who is refusing a man's sexual advances and saying that her goodies are staying in the jar, honey. Something that I should probably do more often. <laughs> like I said earlier, originally Sierra didn't love the whole Crunk and V thing and she was reluctant to work with the track, but she did. And now we have it. So thank you, Sierra, for giving in on that. Maybe even more surprising is that just last year, Sierra stated on her radio show that she almost lost the song Goodies. When we went to Jive, I had this song, Goodies, but not knowing that behind the scenes, there was a conversation about this song being potentially taken from me and given to an artist like Britney Spears, who was on the same roster as me. And I learned about the story later. But the crazy thing for me is that if I would have known about it, then I would have fought tooth and nails because it's a record that I actually was a part of creating. I was heavily involved in the writing side of it as well. Yeah, originally, Petey Pablo, who is the rapper who does freak leak and is featured on the track had Lil Jon bring the track to Sierra but what she didn't know was that Petey's label Jive actually wanted to give the song to their number one selling recording artist a lady by the name of Britney Spears you might have heard of her Sierra fought for the song and it was hers. Soon enough, a video directed by Benny Boom was created and it was a hit at both MTV and BET. The video is sizzling hot, showing Sierra as a Janet Jackson-esque triple threat performer. It also features cameos from some music heavy hitters like Monica, Jazzy Faye, Young Jeezy, and Lil Jon, just to name a few. I always was a particular fan of the cropped white top and jeans combo with the bra underneath. Ooh! Hot, CC. I shot the video in Atlanta, Georgia, on a place called Camelton Road, and that's kind of like the hood a little bit. Um, but um, the video is basically about dancing, um, and just it's more so about you you getting to know who I am as an artist and a person, less of a whole storyline. And I, you know, I have to do this from start from the house and go to a party, and it's about what's going on, like with me. Who am I? And then also you get to get the real feeling of, you know, the real feel of just, just I'm coming from around the way. I'm a regular girl, you know. So we shot it in the hood and we shot a place that people can relate to that's regular. Sierra performed the song several times with her first ever live performance being on BET's 106 in Park in 2004. The song was pretty well received by critics with HipHopGalaxy.com calling the song an ultimate party anthem of the summer. Blender Magazine published that Sierra sounds like she's rapping right back at Petey Pablo, delivering her lines in a measured, sultry cadence with hardly any variation in tone or pitch, but that was obviously the point to give it that sexy feel. Not only were the critics loving the song, but so was the general public. Goodies was a smash hit. The song hit number one in both the USA for seven weeks and the UK, while reaching the top 10 in Ireland, Scotland, Canada, Germany, New Zealand, and Switzerland. And today, Goodies has almost 120 million streams on Spotify, so it clearly has to the test of time. For a debut single to hit that hard, it was just destined that Sierra was going to have an amazing career. And she did. While Goodies was an undeniable smash hit, it is arguably one to step that serves as Sierra's signature song. But I'ma let you guys be the judge of that. One to Step featuring Missy Elliott was Sierra's second single and it was released on November 1st, 2004. The song was written by Sierra and Missy Elliott and produced by Jazzy Faye. The beat of the song is crunk and beat, yet it borrows from an 80s electro funk sound. And in the lyrics, Sierra is stating how the song's beat feels as she tells everybody around her to dance, or to one two step actually, if we're getting technical about it. A highlight of the song for me is Missy Elliott's verse, which 
to me is one of her best and it actually borrows the melody and some lines directly from Tina Marie's 80s classic track Square Biz. Five for two, I wanna dance with you and unsophisticated fun. Like that's from Square Biz. While the beat of the song, according to Jazzy Faye, was inspired by Africa Bombada's 80s hip-hop song Planet Rock. So it has that 80s hip-hop RB vibe to it. Probably why it is such a good song. Me and Missy kind of wrote one, two step together, but in two different parts of the world. I got surprised with Missy being on the record. So Jazzy Faye knew I loved Missy and he knew it was a dream of mine to work with Missy. And so he found a way to get to her without letting me know. And he played me the beat to one, two step with her voice on it. I know you heard about a lot of great MCs, but and I was like, yo. <laughs> it's like, that was a dream come true moment that was really surreal when it was happening. The music video for the song is another collaboration with Benny Boom. Sierra is shown putting her goodies CD into a CD player, beginning to play the song One Two Step. Sierra and her dancers are dancing in a dance studio and she's teaching them the one two step. Sierra is also seen dancing alone in the streets before being joined by Missy herself in that dance studio from earlier. It's such a fun song and it fit the vibe so perfectly. The song was incredibly successful on the charts. It reached number two on the US Billboard Hot 100 where it stayed there for seven weeks. It was actually held off by Mario's Let Me Love You, which I'm sure all of you listening remember was another major mega hit around that time. But you know what? Like, Sierra was riding a high on the success of these first two singles. The song also reached the top 10 in Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, UK, Scotland, Switzerland, Croatia, Germany, Finland, and Canada. The song was nominated for a Grammy at a 2006 ceremony in the Best Rap Sung Collaboration category. She lost the award to Linkin Park and Jay-Z's duet for Numb-Encore, but obviously just being nominated was an honor for her. She was also nominated for Best New Artist that evening, but lost to John Legend. One Two Step has over 360 million streams on Spotify, so you tell me, out of goodies in One Two Step, what her true signature track is. Oh, featuring Ludacris was the third single released from Sierra's debut album on March 1st, 2005, co-written by Dre and Vidal, Sierra and Ludacris. The song is a down-tempo R&B track with a sultry beat and melody. It has a heavy bass line with some hip-hop elements, and the track serves kind of like an anthem to Sierra's hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, with the lyrics in her verses talking about the many dope things that the city has to offer. Shouts out to Atlanta um, for holding me down. But anyhow, in Atlanta, I mean, like, well, I kind of give, the way I would describe Atlanta, I would say it's the Hollywood of the South. Mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's basically what they, 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 they get crunk down there. I mean, there's so much going on, and lately, people have been migrating from all areas to Atlanta. So, I mean, Stephanie's like the Hollywood of the South. And, I mean, yeah. <laughs> get that According to the song's co-writers and producers, Dre and Vidal, it took Sierra about a week to complete the lyrics for the song, with Sierra herself saying that she wanted to make sure that they were actually talking about Atlanta throughout the entire song. And it was her idea to get Ludacris on the song feeling that he would be perfect for the subject matter. Me and Luda about to do our scene, it's gonna be crazy. And it's 16 bars of fury on this song right here. Believe it. You know, definitely glad it became a single. Congratulations to Sierra, who is now platinum. And I mean, that's just another hit artist out of the ATL, out of the Dirty South, to add to the collection. And there you have it. And I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to support, I'm here to do what I gotta do. Here to sell more records. The theme that I give it is called, it's hood sexy, like it's really, it's a hood record, um, and it's also got a sexy vibe to it, um, 
We kept the treatment really simple this time. I really want to do a lot more performing and a lot of dancing, which I've done in video one and two. But this time, I really want you to get to know more about who Sierra is. This record is truly about Atlanta. Um, the Atlanta vibe, how it is in Atlanta. This is what we stay crunk, throw it up, dubs on a Cadillac, white tees, Nikes. Gangsters don't know how to act. Like, it's a crazy record. It's really simple. And it's also a message in the record. Um, but like I said, the treatment is really simple. It's, it's a block party. We're starting a block party, and then we're going to end up giving you a really big performance at the end of the day. And at this block party, you get to get the whole, you get to see the light-skinned, thick cheeks. You get to see the hood boys. You get to see the boys with the white tees, and the guys with the gold tees, and the, the Nikes, and all that good stuff. So. Really simple treatment, block party, and then a really big performance, we're gonna have fun. For this music video, Sierra worked with a different director than her first two. She enlisted the help of Fat Cats, Direction Group. <laughs> that was what they went by, Fat Cats. <laughs> the video begins with a young Sierra watching a video before it zooms into current day Sierra, having fun with her friends on the streets of Atlanta. She also has that gorgeous orange cropped hoodie, which is just chef's kiss 2000s prime fashion. Okay, guys, I love it. And I live for it, okay? I love a cropped moment. Sierra gave us so many of those in the 2000s. The choreography for this video too is exceptional. She, at this point, had been doing pretty complex and difficult choreography in her videos and performances, but she definitely brought it to another level with this iconic video and whenever she performed it live. The video was nominated for an MTV VMA in 2005 for Best R&B Video, but lost to Alicia Keys' Karma, which comes from her Diary of Alicia Keys album, which I also have an episode about in case you guys want to listen to that. The song reached number two as well on the Billboard Hot 100, except this one was blocked off for one week by Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani. It was a pretty competitive time in music, you guys, okay? The track also reached the top 10 status in Australia, Belgium, Canada, Germany, Ireland, New Zealand, and the UK, even earning a platinum certification in America, and it now has over 62 million streams on Spotify, so it is still a song that people go back to. The fourth single off this record was And I, and it was released on August 15th, 2005, and it was a little different than the first three singles. This song was more of a heartfelt ballad, co-written by Sierra and Adonis Shropshire. It also served as the final single. Sierra had been battling whether to release Thug Style or Pick Up the Phone as the fourth single, but ended up going with And I, and for a number of reasons. Aside from the fact that this is the first valid release from the album, it also is important to note that at the time of this single's release, Sierra had two other major collaborations that were kind of taking over the airwaves and radio and all of that, like You with Bow Wow and Lose Control with Missy Elliott and Fat Man Scoop. And because these two songs were more up-tempo, she decided to have a ballad be her solo single release. And because those other two songs were such big hits, And I suffered in comparison on the charts, peaking at only number 96 on Billboard, but that's because there was already so many songs with Sierra being played that they just didn't even pay much attention to this one. But And I is a beautiful, beautiful track, and she actually gave us a little rendition of this on her Instagram with background vocals by her sexy husband, Russell Wilson. Take a listen. Ugh. <laughs> 
Love that. A music video directed by the Fat Cats was directed and is loosely based off of The Bodyguard, the Whitney Houston movie. It's a cute video. NBA player Carmelo Anthony plays her love interest. She looks gorgeous in it. And while it didn't really help the song reach the same type of success as the first three singles, it's still a very nice video for Miss Harris to have in her repertoire. There were rumors that Hotline would be released as the fifth single, but after And I didn't do as well, Sierra instead just went back into the studio to begin work on her second album. I just wanted to take a moment to let you guys know where you can find me on social media. I am on Instagram at Planet2000s, or you can hit me up on my personal page at Michael Kadosh, C-A-D-O-C-H. If you guys want to talk about some good old pop music or just reminisce about some good times, then make sure to hit me up there. I'm also on Twitter or Facebook at Michael Kadosh. Back to the pod. The album was relatively well-received by critics. They digged her... Aaliyah-esque vibe with a then-modern twist. Raymond Fiore of Entertainment Weekly gave the album a B and commented if Aaliyah had lived to make another CD, it might have sounded like goodies, and said that other album cuts prove that she's no one-track pony. And Slant Magazine's Sal Cinquemani compared it to the work of Aaliyah as well. Goodies was a commercial success. It debuted at number 3 on the Billboard 200, selling 124,750 copies in its first week. It eventually was certified three times platinum in the US for shipments of over 3 million copies. The album peaked at number 22 in Canada and was certified platinum. I actually remember when I bought this album, it was at an HMV, and I remember that I was, my parents were out of town and I was like nine years old and I was staying with my aunt and it was around March 2005 and we went to the mall to get my cousin a gift. I think she was getting champion pants for her birthday and I remember she actually got grease on those pants later on <laughs> in the day and her mom, my aunt got so mad at her. Shout out to you, Jesse, <laughs> if you're ever gonna listen to this. And I used to carry it in my backpack with me like all the time and I would show it to the kids at school be like this is Sierra's new CD da 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 and they were all like everyone's response to when I had that CD was like isn't she a dude because there was like a rumor that Sierra was actually a man which obviously was untrue but even if it was true who the fuck cares but this was the mid 2000s and kids are stupid so they cared oh my goodness there's so many crazy funny things and you know I gotta say none of them bother me but I'll just do it just to do it because whatever Um, there's one thing about me being a, a man or something like that before I was something when I was born I got a, a change Check, or, really a maphrodite or something like that okay. and they said that I went on Oprah and did it and I'm like okay come on now well, you know if I was on Oprah like I mean it takes a while before that right. happens for somebody going to Oprah you know what I mean mm-hmm. like that's really big so we know that didn't happen if you okay. can find it though I'll give you a hundred grand and, and fly you around the world and do everything for you if you okay. can find that tape and, and play it for me right <laughs> shut it down that's, yeah that's and then there's something else about um, me being a lesbian or something like that mm-hmm. I mean it's so sad that I'm sitting right here and addressing this like it's so funny to me and one thing that I feel about in life is that the bigger and better things get for you the more people try to bring you down it's and that's the just truth. the way I see it's it it's the truth so I mean that's not true I'm here to say it's not true if mm-hmm. you can do that I'll give you a hundred grand again and, and I'll give you the call that I'm trying to buy coming up my, my Range Rover that I want to get I give it to okay. you I want to get it for myself <laughs> okay and those are the words those are the ones that you, you really yeah those are the get. two that I've heard I mean it's, it's funny to me though it don't bother me it's cool I've been through it in high school I mean yeah. it is what it is all over again it's whatever but all this to say is what a great time in music there was nothing like having the tangible CD and the design and the back of the album where Sierra had that cropped hoodie and the jeans with the C on her ass like it was just so you know you just you remember those things when I see how many copies it sold and it was only 
number three, and it's like, wow, if an album today sold that many copies in the first week, it would be number one, like in a heartbeat. A different time. The album was also certified to gold in the UK, where it charted at number 26. While it was successful in sales, it also did very well in the awards, because she won Best Collaboration in 2005 at the BET Awards. She won Best Dance Video and Best Hip Hop Video for Loose Control at the VMAs in 2005, and Loose Control wasn't on the goodies album, but it's from the goodies era, so we count it. And she also won her Grammy for Best Short Form Music Video, Loose Control, Missy Elliott featuring Sierra and Fat Man Scoop. Again, while Loose Control wasn't on the goodies album, it's all in the same era, and I'm sure that there will be many, many Missy Elliott episodes in the Planet 2000s future, and we'll dive deep into that song. Both Yeah and Goodies were a part of the most successful pop hits of 2004. In 2004, all 12 songs that topped the Billboard Hot 100 were from an African-American recording artist, which also accounted for 80% of the number one R&B hits that year. Chris Malafi of The Village Voice later remarked that by the early 2000s, urban music was pop music. Many of today's top artists have cited Sierra and this album in particular as a major source of inspiration for them. Artists like Normani, Ari Lennox, Lotto, and Lizzo have all said this in the past. Sierra is a queen and truly a blockbuster of a debut. The album is 18 years old this year. It's legal to drink in Montreal. <laughs> Goodies is iconic, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode and take some time to really revisit the record and listen to those songs like And I, Thug Style, Hotline, you know, not just the singles, but all the tracks and really the amazingness that was this album. You can hear Alia's influence and it almost is like the next generation of the R&B girls kind of started here. So thank you guys so much for listening and thank you guys for sticking around while I was on break and I am back baby I am back next week we'll be talking about Amy Winehouse and until then I hope y'all don't give up those goodies <laughs> have a great day bye guys